praise God. Second Kings chapter four, we'll begin reading with verse number eight, at verse number eight. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. So it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. She said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table, and a stool and a candlestick. It shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him, and he said, and she, and he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or to the captain of the host? She answered, I dwell among mine own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Verily she hath no child, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. Praise God. I'm going to preach tonight for a few moments on the difference between visitation and habitation. The difference between visitation and habitation. Praise God. The Lord wants to make your life a place of habitation. That's what he wants to do in each and every person's life. It's what he desires. Why don't we put our Bibles down? Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence tonight that we feel. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your word would penetrate the deepest part of our spirit tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray you'd speak to us very uh, uh, directly. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your word would do a powerful work in the house of the Lord tonight. In the name of Jesus. Lord, accomplish an eternal work in the Holy Ghost tonight. In the name of Jesus, let tonight, Lord, not just be something that goes uh, in one ear and out the other, but Lord, I pray tonight would dig deep into our spirit that something would transpire in our spirit tonight that would leave us different for the years to come. In the name of Jesus Christ, why don't we clap our hands to the Lord and give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. You can be seated tonight. There are a series of events that transpire in this particular story. 
And I, I actually did not read the entirety of the story. There is more to the story that I will, that I will paraphrase and that I, I, I will talk about, but there's enough text that, uh, uh, of this story that I will not read it all. Uh, but there are a series of events that transpire uh, beginning here in, in chapter 4. And that, that lead us down a pathway of, of, of events that, that, that will speak to us tonight. And that the Lord wants to speak to us. The very beginning of, of this particular story, we see uh, a, a, a scenario that is very common with a lot of people. It is a very common scenario. And uh, uh, there, there's a lot of people that, uh, that, and I preach this kind of, kind of in a way, picks up with where I left off this morning. Uh, what happened in the very beginning of this story is uh, applicable to many people that, that, uh, that go to churches all over the world. And that is, there, there is a, a significant number of people that do not mind breaking bread with the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not mind visiting with him. As a matter of fact, they enjoy going to service or going to a church and feeling the presence of God. They enjoy the encounter that they have when they feel the, the Spirit of the Lord moving. And uh, it is an enjoyable experience. They like God. They like the things of God. They like the presence of God. They like what they feel. They like the, the visitation of God's Spirit that they feel on some type of regular basis basis. And uh, the Lord makes his spirit available uh, to people so they can feel him and have a short encounter with him. This is not a, a, uh, a, a, an odd scenario, but we, we can see through this story there is a progression of events that takes place. And uh, what starts off as a, a, as a visiting scenario where Elisha the prophet is breaking bread uh, with this uh, couple, this woman and her husband, uh, it, it progresses beyond there. But I want to say tonight that God has something in store for everybody beyond just a casual relationship. God wants to go beyond just a casual encounter in our life and he wants to go to a greater place. He wants everybody under the sound of my voice, anybody that would be willing to go beyond just the casual encounter of his presence and the time spent with him just in the coming and the going. He wants to go beyond that and he wants to have a greater relationship with you than just maybe feeling his presence. The Bible says that Elisha, every time he would pass by, he would turn in and they would break bread together. They would have a meal together. And this was every time that he was passing by. There are many, there are many scenarios that we see in, in the New Testament where Jesus would pass by and he would do a miracle for somebody and, and, and at the right time he would pass by and because he was passing by somebody would call out to him and they would receive something from him and while Jesus did come to do the miraculous and while he did come to move in people's lives at just the encounter of the passing by he, he truly desired more than just a passing by relationship 
relationship. He, he, he made himself available so that people could uh, feel his presence and experience what he had. But I want to tell you, Jesus wants to go beyond a place of just visiting with you. He wants to go to a place of habitation in your life to where your life is, 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 is up close and personal with him, to where your life is not just, to where you're not just experiencing him on the weekends, but your life is a place of habitation for him, to where it's not just a place on Sunday where I feel his presence and I experience his touch, but he wants to go beyond that place. He wants the miraculous to become the normal in your life. He wants the miraculous power of his spirit to be made manifest in your life. There's a lot of, uh, of things that transpire in this story. But, but at the outset of the beginning of what would happen in this woman's life, there are some, there are some uh, uh, things that happen in this woman's life, in this family's life, beyond what we read that I will paraphrase here in a moment. But we've got to understand before the miraculous takes place in our life, we have got to extend the invitation to the Lord Jesus Christ beyond just the casual relationship, just, because, just beyond the casual encounter beyond just a visiting relationship with him we've got to desire for him to take up residence in our life and to live there uh, as you go through the story uh, uh, what the bible tells us and what we just read is that that she called uh, uh, to the, the, the prophet comes to her and says what is it that you desire and they come to understand that her and her husband cannot have children he prophesies to her he said at this season uh, you will you will embrace a son and the, as as the word of god goes on and declares to us she conceived and 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 bare a son she has a son now if you read on in the story you'll find that the son he was out in the field and all of a sudden his head started to hurt and he comes into his mom and he, to his mother and he's complaining of the pain in his head and all of a sudden he falls down and he is dead and the and the and the, the woman remembers the prophet that had prophesied to her that you are going to conceive and bear a son. So she calls for the prophet. And the prophet comes in and the Bible says that he locked himself in the room with that dead son and he laid himself on the body, on the corpse of his son. And the way the Bible describes it, what he did is he laid his hands on his hands and he put his head on his head. He laid prost uh, 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 prostrate on the, the body of the boy. And as soon as he did that, the, warm the Bible says the warmth came back into the body of that son and, and he was healed from that very hour. The Lord raised him up and did the miraculous in her life one more time. And so what had started out as being a miracle for her to conceive a child now went even further after there was trouble in his life. After life had gone on for a few years, you see God when somebody makes a place for God in their life, he does not forget them later on in life. When somebody makes God a a place of habitation in their life. He won't just do a one thing here or one thing there, but when God has a place of habitation in your life, you can call on him as the years go by and he will revisit you and he will be there to provide for you and the miraculous will be there in your life when you make a place of habitation for him. If you read on farther in the story, several years later, Elisha comes to warn her of a famine. 
uh, that would be upon the land for seven years and upon her household. She and her household, they obey Elisha and they go into the land of the Philistines for seven years. At the end of seven years, she returns and goes before the king to ask for her land and her house back. And it just so happened that while she is uh, appealing the king for her, Gehazi is telling the king about all the miracles that Elisha has, has done. And Gehazi sees the Shunammite woman and tells the king that Elisha had restored her son to life. The king asked her if it was true and she told him it is. And the king then restored to her all that was hers plus all the fruits of the field since the day she left the land even until now. So as the famine comes into the land, she flees and she leaves. And, and as the famine ravages the land, you can imagine that spending seven years away from your home and everything that she probably did not know what, what she was coming home to. She did not know what she, her possessions would be. She did not know uh, what her future held. But as the story plays out, everything that she had, everything that she had in her possession was restored unto her, even everything that she lacked for those seven years. I'm going to tell you that God is a faithful God. But we can talk about all the miracles and we love, we love the miraculous power of God. And I believe God still does miracles today that God truly is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. I believe that he can and he does do the miraculous. He still does it today. However, you've got to go back to the beginning of the story to understand why it is that the miraculous was loosed in her life. Why the provision of Almighty God was loosed in her life. We've got to go back to the beginning of the story and we've got, we've got to dissect the series of events that transpired in order to get her to a place to where the power of God continually shows up in your life. You see, there's a lot of folks in the New Testament that encountered the miraculous power of Jesus Christ. Maybe they were healed. Maybe they were raised up. And that was the only encounter they had with him. But this woman stumbles upon something that caused the power of God and the provision of God to continually happen in her life over a series of years and generations. Hear me tonight. That when you go back to the beginning of the story, it, it tells us how that when the prophet would come by, that he would turn in and they would have a meal together. She would bake bread and her and her husband and the, and the prophet, they would eat together and she would provide a meal. And then all, uh, somewhere along the way, she, she says to her husband, I perceive that this prophet, it, this man is a holy man of God. And so the Bible describes right after that, that she said, come, let us make him a place to stay. Let's get a, a, a table and a chair and let's get a bed and let's make a chamber for him. Let's get a candle for him so that next time he comes by, he won't just come by for a visit and eat a meal, but maybe next time he'll turn in and he'll stay just a little while. You got to understand at this time in history, the houses that they had may not, her house may not have been very big. The Bible says that she was a great woman, so it suggests that there's possibility that she had great wealth. So if that's what the Bible is communicating to us, what happened according to the Bible says they provided and made a chamber for him. So what would have happened is she would have given him the best room in the house and made it available to him. She wouldn't have given him the smallest room or the worst room, but she, uh, according to what the Bible is communicating, 
communicating to us, she would have given him the best room in the house. She rearranged her plans. She rearranged her lifestyle. She, she made room for the man of God to come in and to have a place to stay. Now, if, if, if the Bible is communicating to us, if, if by chance she was not a wealthy woman, then uh, according to that, the house that she would have lived in would not have been a very big house. And uh, uh, the way that they built houses in that day, uh, uh, there may have been two rooms to the house. The houses, the, the way they lived in this particular day, is the, the beds that they made, they slept about five or six feet off of the ground just in case there was some any kind of animals that would have wandered into the house at night because they're, they're, the, the type of houses they lived in weren't quite as secure as ours today. So they slept uh, 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 five or six feet off of the ground. And normally the way the houses in that day uh, were built is there was the, the, the living room and the, what we would be call the living room and the kitchen and, and the great room was all one big room and and then there was one small side room off to the side where they would have slept, where a whole family would sleep in the same room. It's very possible. Uh, it is very possible that when she made a place for him to stay, that she invited him into the house to stay with her family and had to make a chamber for him that, that, that uh, 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 impeded on their own privacy in their life. That would have been a, a great, uh, 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 um, what's the word? I'm looking for that would have been somewhat uh, uh, difficult for them to coexist with that wasn't very convenient very inconvenient for them to have a guest come stay in their house regardless of where whether or not she was wealthy or she was not wealthy the point of it is is this family rearranged their plans in order to have him come into their house with the very hopes that the next time he came by he would see what they had prepared for him he would see what they had made for him and he would turn in and he would stay there and it was because they had made a place of hab habitation for him the Bible says that the man of God came in and he stayed there and he lodged there with them what they effectively did was they rearranged their life so that, that the man of God would be able to come in and be, be able to live with them and stay as they were a blessing to them let me tell you tonight that before all the miracles happened before the miraculous was loosed in her life she crossed the threshold of a visitation relationship into a place of habitation relationship a place where it wasn't just us breaking bread together and having a good time but she crossed that threshold of I just don't want to have bread with you but I want you to come and I want you to stay here I want you to feel welcome in my everyday life I want you to feel welcome here on Monday Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. You see, when it's a visitation relationship, you can live like a slob Monday through Saturday and then clean the place on Sunday and then make an impression for him to come in on Sunday and say, look, I've got everything together. But it's quite a, it's quite a transition where you say, I want you in my life all the time. I don't just want you on Sunday or on Wednesday, but I want you to come and make a place of habitation. I'm going to tell you that the miraculous will be loose 
loosed in your life like you've never seen it. If you will cross the threshold of visitation to habitation. Oh yes, God loves to come and visit with anybody that will welcome him. If there's somebody that will take the time to bake bread and make a meal and invite him in, he will sit and he will have visitation with you. But ultimately God is desiring that somebody would go beyond the visitation and say, God, I want you here every day of my life. It's not just a Sunday morning, Sunday night thing anymore, but I've got to have you every day. There was no way that she could, that she could look down, uh, 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 look into the future and predict the series of events that would transpire. There's no way that she would understand everything that was going to happen. But because she made a place of habitation for the man of God, for the prophet, he comes in and she, and she welcomes him. And then he begins to ask her, is there, is there something that you need? I want to tell you that, that as soon as we make, as soon as we put Jesus Christ absolutely first, that is what will loose the miraculous in your life. That was, is what will open the door for God to begin to move in your life. But you've got to rearrange things in your life. You, you've got to make, you've got to take the time to say, okay, I, I, I may not have room right now, but you know what? I'm going to get some things out of my life, so I've got room for him. I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to take care of that. This can't stay. I've got to move this furniture. I've got to fix this up because I want him to stay. If you want Jesus Christ to take a, a, up habitation in your life, there are some things that will simply just have to go. They cannot coexist with the presence of God in your life. And if you'll make up your mind that there is nothing more important than the presence of God taking up habitation in my life, then I promise you, you will see God come in and see him do great things in your life. Let's lift our hands for a moment to the Lord and love him right now. Hallelujah. 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 There's got to be that place where we cross over from it just being a visiting relationship. You, God wants more than visiting rights to your life on the weekends. He wants more than just visitation on the weekends. But he's hoping that somebody will say, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to make a bed and I'm going to get a table and I'm going to get a candle. And I'm going to get a stool and I'm going to make sure he's got everything he needs to do whatever he needs to do in my life. I'm going to make sure that he's comfortable coming into this house. There's got to be the desire in every one of us that says there is nothing too costly. There is nothing too inconvenient to get rid of to have Jesus Christ take up habitation in my life. If you want to see the miracles take place in your life, I want to tell you if you'll start moving furniture and you'll start getting things out of your life, if you'll start rearranging things and say I've got to have a place for Jesus Christ to come in, that's what will loose the presence of God in your life when you start sacrificing things and getting them out of your life and making a place of habitation to where he feels comfortable then the next time he comes by he's going to be walking by and say oh they've changed some things They've, they've made room for me. Oh, that, that's a place that I want to go. Anytime you make room for Jesus, he will come in. Anytime you start getting rid of things that clutter up the room, oh yes, he will come in. The sad thing is, is, is sometimes we have, we got too much clutter in our lives. We got too much, uh, too many things that we've allowed to clutter our spirit and to clutter our heart and to clutter our life until we're, we, you know, the, all, the only time we've got for him is drive through on Sunday 
uh, break a little bread with Jesus and then go on to do what I've got to do and, 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 and pat ourselves on the back and say, well, had good church today, had a good move of the Holy Ghost, but God is so desperate to go beyond that place of visitation to habitation. He is so desperate for somebody that will simply begin to make the move first and say, God, I'll get rid of anything I've got to get rid of to have a greater move of your spirit in my life. She didn't experience the miracles while he was just visiting. He didn't ask her what she needed after they visited. But it was after that he had come in and he saw that she had made a place for him. That's when he looked at her and said, do you want me to talk to the king for you? You want me to talk to the captain for you? She said, no. And then they come to find out that she doesn't have a son. And because she had made a place of habitation for him, because she had rearranged things in her life and said, there's nothing more important at this time, I, 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 will, I will willingly take the inconvenience. Oh, I'm going to tell you that when she held the baby boy in her arms, that the, 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 the inconvenience that she may have experienced while having a guest in her home, uh, uh, the inconvenience that she experienced while having him stay there, it, it was there was absolutely no comparison when she's now holding a son in her life. Now, when the son gets when the son gets sick and now he's dead, and the prophet comes back and and, and the prophet raises him back to life, there 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 was no there was no regretting the time that she made habitation for him. There was no regretting the time where she had to rearrange her life for him because it was all worth it knowing that there was a man of God she could call on that had the miracle working power of God flowing through her. You see, God didn't forget about the woman that, paid, that, that made a place for him. You see, there's a lot of people that experience miracles one time or here or experience God do something for them one time. But because she made a place for him when she was in need of a move of God in her life, the man of God kept coming back. The miraculous kept taking place in her life. When she was lacking, there was the need was met. When she had a, a, a tragedy in her life, the miracle working power of God was there. I want to tell you that if you make a place of habitation for him, then the miraculous will not just be a one-time thing, but when you get in trouble in life, you can call upon Jesus. When you have a famine in your life, you can call upon Jesus. When you have need, to be met you can call upon him it's when you have made a place for him it's when you have decided he's worth more to me than just a, a, a weekend visit that's what will get his attention it's when you decide that it's worth more to me than just coming on Sunday or Wednesday and, and getting, my, getting my fix for Sunday or Wednesday and feeling his presence and knowing that he's there but when you step into the place of habitation when you step into the place uh, 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 of your life revolving around him not just him a little bit in in your life you see the the, 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 the transition happened when when the, the place of visitation is I can do it at my convenience it, it, it doesn't bother me to have somebody stop in every now and then because I can have everything ready and it's not a big deal but when somebody moves in and they see whether or not your house is clean or your house is dirty when they see how you live when they see whether or not your grass is mowed when it needs to be mowed when they when they see all of the the root 
routine of your life. That's what God is interested in. He's wanting somebody to open up the doorway of their home, of their life to him and say, God, you're welcome in Monday through Sunday, not just a couple of days a week, but God, make my life a place of habitation. It's inconvenient. But what God wants to do for you and what God wants to do in you and what God wants to do through you. Oh yes, I want to see God do great things. But the, the, the place of provision that, that, that you can break into is, is when there's no off limits to God. Is when you invite him into your home to say, come on in and you're welcome to stay here. Uh, you know, uh, what, what is it that I need to do to make you feel comfortable? You know, our, our, our American culture, and I don't know how it is around the world, but you know, when you have a guest, you know, you want to do everything uh, that, that necessary to make them comfortable. And, 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 and there's that sense of hospitality that we have. And, and you, want, we want to be, you want to make sure everything is nice and accommodating to them. The, 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 the same thing has got to happen, that, that Jesus Christ can move into my life. And it's gone beyond just visitation. But I want to live together with him. I want him to be able to see every area of my life. I don't want there to be any off limits to him. It's got to go beyond the visitation into the place of habitation to where he, he exists here. He has taken up habitation and residence in my life. As the famine ravages the land, the prophet comes to tell her, When you make a place of habitation for the Lord, he'll give you a heads up when stuff's going to happen. There'll be times where he, where you have, where you you have a, a, a kind of an idea when things are, are down the road, and the Lord will give you a heads up sometimes in life, and and when, when it's necessary for you to know, he'll he'll give you peace in the midst of that situation, and and when it looks like everything is lost, when it looks like everything, when I when I don't know what the future holds, when when the woman got back, she she probably didn't know what was happen, had happened to her house, she probably didn't know what had happened to her land, and 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 everything that was was a result of that, but as it turns out. She, everything that she had was restored all because she made in the beginning a place of habitation for the man of God. I want to tell you that when you put God first in every area of your life, when you rearrange your life for Jesus Christ to be first and for him to be comfortable, when you re re rearrange your life for Jesus Christ uh, uh, to be accommodated and for him to be comfortable and to take up residence in your life, not just a a couple times a week, not just visitation rites, but a place where he lives there, then your needs will be met, that he will not leave you by yourself, that the miraculous will be poured out in your life, that when you have need, he will provide for you need, that he will be looking out for you when you don't even know he's looking out for you, that he will overshadow your life when you don't even realize that he's overshadowing your life. But I've got to move this. I've got to rearrange that. I've got to get this out. I've got to take care of that. I can't allow. 
my life to, uh, 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 to be so cluttered that all he can do is come in and visit every now and then. I've got to rearrange my life so that he feels comfortable coming in and making a place of habitation. Maybe there's something in your life tonight that has cluttered and kept God out of, of being a place, uh, t- being able to take up habitation in your life. The Lord wants you to move beyond the place of just visitation rights into a place where he's got a key to your house and he can walk in anytime he wants. He can make himself at home and he can walk through every door. He can walk through every room of your house, whatever, wherever he feels comfortable. That's what God wants. He wants full access to your life. He wants full access to every room in the house. He wants to be able to walk in and come and go as he pleases. But let me tell you that when Jesus Christ comes in and you give him access to every room in the house, there's something that comes along with him and that is his miraculous power. That is his provision in your life. That is his his protection and his overshadowing of his spirit in your life. But there's got to be that desire. There's got to be that desire in your life to say, God, I, I just don't want you to have visitation rights. I want you to have and make your place, the, uh, this place a place of habitation. Uh, that, that's what I've got to have. I've got to have your spirit indwelling in me. I've got to, I've got, I, I want you to have full access to me, not just on a couple of days of the week. I want to tell you, when you move from that place of visitation into a place of habitation where he has full access to your life, that's, that's when the, those, those dramatic needs that you don't think he knows about, he's going to show up and say, okay, what is it that you have need of in your life? What is it that you need? When you take care of God, he will take care of you. When you take care, you see, we think God doesn't have needs. He's been seeking somebody to worship him. He's been seeking somebody to serve him. He's been seeking relationship with mankind since the very beginning of time. He has a need for relationship. He's looking for somebody to say, you know what, Lord, I, I want you to have access to every part of my life. I'm not, I'm not with, going to withhold anything. I'm not gonna, there's, no, there's no barriers. There's no places that, that are off limits to you. I'll give you every part of my life. And that's when the miraculous power of God can walk in. When you have need of something, that's when he becomes interested in your needs. That's when he becomes interested and says, okay, we've, we've broken bread together. We've visited together now. What is it that you need? You've taken care of me. Now I want to take care of you. Let's stand to our feet tonight. God wants somebody to move beyond the place of just coming on the weekends and feeling his presence. Crying a little bit, speaking in tongues a little bit, and then forgetting about him. And saying, oh, so long, I'll see you next week. Look forward to your presence. But Lord, I want you to take up habitation in my life. And I'll rearrange my life to do it for you.
I'll rearrange my time schedule. I'll rearrange the things in my life. I'll get rid of stuff in my life that you don't approve of. I'll get rid of, I'll, I'll get rid of media that don't need to be in my life. I'll get rid of some music that don't need to be in my life. I'll, I'll get rid of some uh, uh, an attitude in my life that I don't need to have. I'll get rid of, of these things that I know you're not pleased with because i got to make room for you. If you'll start throwing junk out of your house and making room for him, he will move in. If you'll make the decision, that all this other stuff in my life is not worth not having him. See, he'll stop in even though you got junk in your life. Oh, yeah. People that got all kinds of junk in their life still can feel the presence of God. Yeah. He doesn't withhold his presence. He doesn't withhold somebody feeling his presence just because you got junk in your life. No. Anybody can begin to praise God a life full of sin and still feel his presence. He'll still come and visit with you. Hey, I'm here. He'll let you you know that he loves you. But he ain't going to move in yet. That's not when he moves in. When he moves in is when you start getting rid of junk. Said, I, I, I can't have that in my life. I, I, I got. I've got to get this out of my life. I've got to get that out of my life. I've got to take care of this, and I've got to take care of that. I can't have this in my life anymore. When you start getting. Check one, check one. There we go. When you start getting things out of your life, that's when God will start moving in. You're going to experience his power like you've never felt it before. But you, 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 you got to decide, you know what? He's not, going to, he's not going to take up habitation in the life of somebody that willingly has a filthy mouth. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop my cussing. I'm going, to stop, I'm going to stop telling dirty jokes when I know I shouldn't tell them. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop looking at stuff that I know I shouldn't be looking at. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Uh, uh, I'm gonna start getting rid of things out of my life that I know He's not pleased with. I'm gonna start getting rid of stuff, and I'm, I'm gonna make Him a table. I'm gonna make Him a bed, and I'm gonna get a stool, and I'm gonna get a candlestick. I'm gonna get rid of anything, anything in my life that would prevent Him from coming into my life. I'm going to get rid of anything that would keep him from stopping in and eating bread and then just going on his way because that's what happens on Sunday. For those that still have clutter in their life, he comes and he meets with them on Sunday and they feel his presence and then he just goes about his way. But oh, if you'll start getting rid of stuff, if you'll clean out your living room, if you'll clean out the guest room in your house, if you say, I want him to move in, but it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to get rid of stuff. There's just stuff in your life that you've got to get rid of. You've got to find what he doesn't like in his word and say, okay, I've got to get rid of that. I've got to get rid of things that he's not pleased with. I've got to get rid of sin in my life that I know that I know he doesn't like. I've got to get rid of things. You see, there's a place also where it goes beyond just a place of habitation. There's a go. There's a place where it goes beyond just getting sin out of my life, and then it goes to uh, uh, to a place of I'm going to find what he likes and I'm going to start doing that. But first I got to start with the clutter. I got to start with the things that I know he doesn't like and I got to get it out of my life. 
there, there's so much there's so much trash in the media that that the, that the church has no business looking at that you just cannot afford that you just got to get that junk out of your life there's there there's sitcoms that are willing that they want to take you to hell there's 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 garbage in this world that feeds garbage uh, 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 to anybody that will watch it and you've got to get it out of your life as long as you are uh, uh, at peace with sinfulness and you're able and willing to laugh at the humor of the world God can't move in he doesn't take up residence in, in somebody's life that is that is so friendly with the world that they can laugh at the world's jokes and shake hands with the world and coexist with the world no 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 we got to get it out because we got to make this place a habitation and when you get that stuff out of your life you'll find that it's easier to break through in his presence when you come in on Sunday because your life has been a place of habitation Monday through Saturday that's why it's so hard somebody hear me that's why it takes you 30 45 minutes an hour on Sunday to finally break through all the junk of your life at times because there's not a free flow of his presence there's too much clutter there but as soon as you say I'm going to rearrange the furniture I'm going to get the junk out of here that I got to get out I'm going to get rid of everything that he does not like and I'm going to make him a bed and I'm going to make him a table I'm going to get a candlestick and I'm going to get a stool there and I'm going to make him a place of habitation oh that's when you'll find that coming into his presence on Sunday or on Wednesday you're going to find the sweet flow of the Holy Ghost so easily flowing in your spirit and you're going to walk right into the presence of God it's just going to be an easy thing to walk into his presence because you know he's waiting on you because you've been having a relationship with him all throughout the week you see worship isn't just about me lifting my hands on Sunday worship lit, literal worship is how I have lived my life Monday through Saturday and when you have worship Worshiped him with your lifestyle. That's when praise becomes easy. And you walk in and say, here I am, Lord. I've come to worship you today. And the flow of the Holy Ghost is right there because you have made your life a place of habitation. This church has got to be a place full of people that have gotten so far away from the world that there's such a powerful flow of the Holy Ghost that the miraculous power just flows when we come in and His Spirit is moving and his presence is here because every one of us have got everything out of our lives that he doesn't like and my life is a place of habitation for his spirit somebody love him right now somebody lift your voice to him right now and pray that to him Lord I've got to do whatever is necessary to make my life a place of habitation hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 We got to get everything out. We've got to get everything out, whatever it is. There is nothing that is more valuable 
than the presence of God flowing in your life, than the Spirit of the Lord flowing in your life, than there being a free flow of His Spirit. I don't care what entertainment is out there. I don't, I don't, I don't care what there is that can take up your time and your, and your thought life and your mind and, and it can distract you. There is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that can compare with a place of habitation where the Spirit of God is living and residing with you and in you to where you feel His presence and there's something in your spirit on Monday and Tuesday just as you're going about your day and it just kind of slips out of your mouth. Lord, I love you, Jesus. Lord, I magnify your name. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, there is a place where you can be going about your day and just as you're going about your day, you just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost because it just kind of flows out of your spirit. Why? Because you got everything out of your life that he doesn't like. And oh man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. And, and you, you find yourself in a place where his spirit is there and he has made a place of habitation in your life. Hear me tonight, church. Saints of God, young people, get everything out of your life that he doesn't like and you're going to experience the miraculous power of God. You're going to experience his provision. You're going to experience his oversight and his overshadowing in a way that you never have when you get it all out of your life. Hallelujah. Why don't you find somebody close to you? Lay your hand on them. Join up with somebody. Let's pray together right now. This got to be our prayer tonight. If, if you need to repent for a little while tonight, then repent of anything. It's not worth it. Get it out of your life. If there's something that's taken up your time, you may need to rearrange your schedule to make sure that God has all the time that he needs. Whatever you've got to do, you've got to make your life a place of habitation for the master to walk in and to have access to every door, to have access to every room, to have access to every secret place of your life. That's it. Somebody lift your voice tonight. Somebody lift your voice. Whatever it is, make it up in your mind right now that you're going to get rid of anything that would come in between you and Jesus. That you're going to get rid of anything, whether it be a weight or a sin, that easily besets you. My goodness, tonight, get, get, get rid of it. Get, get away from it. Sacrifice it because his, the flow of his spirit is more important than anything. The flow of his spirit is more fulfilling than anything. <laughs> 